time to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. Crunch, crunch, crunch time plays. I'm Jordan Black, and you're watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Howdy, my name is Jennifer Streeter. This is Andrea Carter. Taylor McGregor here. Jen Bradford here. Hey y'all, this is Caroline Fenton. Hey everybody, this is Courtney Mims from Pig Trail Nation, and you're watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, I always look for Crunch Time Plays. Welcome in, everybody. It's time to make Crunch Time Plays today, whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much. And Arkansas and Texas A&M are going to be making a lot of Crunch Time Plays on Saturday in Arlington. That's the game we're talking about today. Courtney Mims from Pig Trail Nation joins us. Courtney, hope you're doing well, and thanks so much for joining. Yeah, I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And so I was trying to I was trying to figure out the best way to, to kind of lead into this and lead into the game at least and Arkansas's first three games kind of did a good job for us especially you know, obviously the Arkansas's three and oh but the way they've won the games kind of symbolizes to me just how far the the program has come obviously you beat Cincinnati in week one South Carolina week two but then you're you're on the ropes a little bit against Bobby Petrino of Missouri State last week but you find a way to to come back and win to to me it just kind of it's about those first three wins of the season are validating from who Arkansas is from a identity standpoint and the identity that Sam Pittman is trying to build. Yeah. I think you're, you hit the nail on the head with how you introed it there because it, it, last week, the Missouri state uh, win, obviously people, it wasn't a great win. I'm going to be honest with you, but it, it was a win. And that's why it was a good win because they're three and oh, right. I mean, you look at Texas A&M falling to Appalachian state, no offense, but Hey, they didn't win that game. They don't have a perfect record. So it's, it's not technically a lot of people are going in and go, well, they almost lost to Missouri state. They're not as good as what you know people thought they would but people aren't really looking at the facts there Missouri State's actually quite a good FCS team they were ranked fifth in the FCS coming into this one and I don't know if people just forgot that Bobby Petrino was a good coach I mean when he was at Arkansas he did a lot of good things he was a great offensive mind and he used that against them on uh, last Saturday so I think it's kind of funny that people are like oh well they almost lost to Missouri State well they almost lost to Missouri State yeah, they almost lost to Missouri State, but it was still a win at the end of the day. They're still 3-0 and heading into this matchup on Saturday. I think it's the mark of a good team to come back and battle from adversity and win. I mean, that, to me, shows the culture. Like you just said, that was what Sam Pittman said after the game. He said, these guys, why I'm so proud of them is because we were hit with adversity. They came back and they won the game, an 11-point win. So, hey, I thought it was, you know, it was a messy win, but it was still a good win in my mind. Yeah, and then you're right about that. And so we, as we, and as we move into this game against Texas A&M, obviously there's been a lot of adversity for Arkansas, especially in the secondary in the first three games. Obviously, you lose Jalen Catalan for the year. That obviously hurts a lot. But it sounds like that you're getting Miles Slusher back this week. And Texas A&M, they obviously have a lot of weapons with with H.A. and the running back, Anaya Smith. That's kind of the do-it-all. And then it sounds like they're going to get Evan Stewart back 
from from suspension, the big time freshman wide receiver. So Texas A and M definitely has the pieces like we saw. Uh, South Carolina, Missouri State kind of take advantage of that Arkansas secondary a little bit, but they haven't proved it yet. They're, you know, they're last in in a lot of the passing categories there is. They're not a very explosive offense right now. So, but when you look at the defensive priorities for Arkansas in this game, what kind of sticks out uh, in your mind? Well, you hit the nail on the head again. I, I mean, it is the secondary, right? They've got to get those guys healthy. And you just mentioned Miles Slusher. He is going to be a huge asset to have back for this game. We hope he's back for this game. Um, he was in practice. He has been practicing this week. So that is the good news for any Arkansas fans out there. Maybe not so good news for uh, Texas A&M fans out there. But, hey, he is practicing and he looks good in practice. So those are things that we feel good about when we're uh, talking about that secondary. But here's the problem that I see with that secondary is, is you have guys that are moving in and out. They don't have it the they don't have it figured out there just yet. Sam Pittman's been talking about we need our five best guys out in the field and we still don't really know the combination that we need there. Um and so Obviously, having Miles Slusher back would be huge. He's a guy that can play so many different positions. He's playing nickel right now. He can play cornerback. He can play um, uh, safety for them. He can do so many different things. So he's such an asset uh, to that secondary. But you also have guys like Ladarius Bishop, who's been, you know, he wasn't playing last game. He, he may, may, may not play this game. We haven't heard a lot about him. You have guys that are getting uh, hurt in that secondary and then they're having to move people in and out you haven't had time to gel there because you've had all of these injuries that is the biggest thing for them we've been throwing around this stat all week you know the secondary has an issue when they're giving up the most passing yards per game of any team right now so that doesn't sound good I like what Jimbo Fisher had to say about that stat where he's like that stat's a little deceiving because they have talent in the secondary. They have guys who can ball out. They have guys who can make plays. We just haven't seen it yet because they've still been trying to figure out the winning combination, as I like to say. So I think you're right. The secondary is something huge that, that needs to be fixed in time for Saturday. But here, I don't know if it, it's going to be. I hope we get Miles Slusher back. I think that will help. But having said that, I think you mentioned a great thing about Texas A&M. They, they don't really have an explosive offense this year. I think I saw a really cool stat that it's like strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness, right? Arkansas strength is their offense, right? They're scoring a bunch of points per game. Texas A&M, their offense, not so much. Arkansas's defense giving a lot uh, up a lot of points per game versus Texas A&M's defense where they're not allowing many points per game. So it's like... You have strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness of these two teams. And I think that's where things are going to, it's going to come down to is which strength is going to overpower the other kind of thing. So I'm excited to see uh, what will happen, whose weaknesses will, will show up and, and what will happen in that game. It certainly is going to be a fun one in Arlington this weekend. Sure is. And, and kind of, we're talking about the secondary, but kind of been kind of masking that secondary a little bit has been Drew Sanders and, and Buffer Poole at the linebacker spots, kind of getting after the passer a little bit as well. So with obviously Max Johnson is going to be a second game starting for AM. 
this year. So to me, that's really a, a big key to kind of protect that secondary a little bit as Drew Sanders, who's become a, so such an impact transfer uh, for Arkansas coming from Alabama. He's he's definitely going to have to have another big game on Saturday. Oh, for sure. Drew Sanders. It's funny because Jimbo Fisher, again, in the press conference, they were like, uh, did you want Drew Sanders? And he was like, uh, yeah, who wouldn't want Drew Sanders? I mean, we tried to recruit the heck out of him. If we could have had him, we would have taken him. So uh, that just goes to show Nick Saban said he would have been a starter for them this year. I mean, obviously you're seeing that. What I love about Drew Sanders so, so much is that he he literally can do it all. I mean, he is just so, so multi-talented on that defense. And he truly is a magnet to the ball, right? I mean, he just finds it and boom, he is there. I mean, you, he comes out of nowhere sometimes. I'm like, where was he on the field? Because he just – he gets to the ball so, so quickly. He finds it, he's a magnet to it, and he gets there. And that is incredible. Bumper pool. Oh, my gosh. The duo of them is incredible. I mean, that is – one of my favorite combos on the field at all times, Drew Sanders, Bumper Pool. It really is a, a great duo right there. But one thing that we have also talked about this week is missed tackles. The secondary obviously was to blame for some of those, but some of them Bumper Pool, some of them Drew Sanders last week. I was shocked to see um, how many missed tackles there were. I think one, I, and I'm not going to remember who uh added up the tackles, but one media outlet decided, hey, we're going to add them all up. And I think it was 43. Arkansas had 43 missed tackles in the game. Ouch. That is so, so bad, especially when you're like, Sam, are you going back to the fundamentals this week? Because you can't have that happen, especially when you're playing up against SEC talent like Texas A&M and Alabama. Those things can't happen. So I hope that that's what they worked on this week. Coach Pittman kind of talked about that. Look, even with Bumper Pool, even with Drew Sanders, we can't miss those tackles. And they went back to the basics a little bit, which is kind of nice. You kind of can when you're 3-0, and right? Hey, what are we doing wrong? And let's look at those areas and fix those areas. And that's what they're doing in practice right now. So I hope to see less missed tackles this week as well, because that will 100% hurt uh, Arkansas's chances of winning this game if they have 43 missed tackles against the Aggies. Courtney Mills from Patreon Nation making the crunch time plays with us today. Previewing Arkansas and Texas A&M live from Arlington on Saturday night, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. And obviously you're right, Courtney. I mean, we uh, listening to Sam Pittman earlier this week. I was listening to him, and he was talking about we got to get the linebackers more involved in those in those missed tackle type of drills that the secondary uh, was having. But enough on defense. Before we get you out here, we got to talk about offense because KJ Jefferson and and Rocket Sanders. Rocket Sanders obviously leads the leads the SEC in rushing yards. KJ Jefferson not doing too shabby himself. And to me, it was very. It's kind of misleading last week because you think as good as as Texas A&M's defense is, Miami actually had a fair amount of success yeah. on on the ground against A&M last week. I think they were averaging about four point nine yards per carry. They just couldn't finish drives in the red zone. So to me, to me, there's still a, a very good opportunity for for KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders to really make an impact on this game. Yeah, that's that's one of Arkansas's biggest strengths is, is is the rushing game, and especially that means Rocket Sanders. It's funny because that running back room is just so deep. I mean, you don't even just have Rocket Sanders. You can give the ball to AJ Green. You can give the ball to Dominic Johnson, who's coming back. He was 
ready to go last week. They just didn't play him because, I mean, they have such a deep running back room. They kind of don't need to. They even have younger guys stepping up, Rashad Dabinian. I mean, they have so many guys on this uh, Arkansas team who can run the ball. Even you've got KJ Jefferson that go, okay, no one, no one can do, okay, I can, I can take it myself. You know, I mean, you have so many options when it comes to uh, the rush and, and the rush attack for, for Arkansas. Uh, what I love about Arkansas though, is that that's not the only thing they can do, right? When that wasn't working against Bobby Petrino and that Missouri state team, we started to see Arkansas more involved with the passing game. They have talented receivers. That's the funny thing. It's like we're talking about Rocket Sanders, Rocket Sanders, Rocket Sanders. And rightfully so. I love Rocket Sanders. I said before the year started, he was going to have a thousand rushing yards for the Razorbacks. And everyone said, you're wrong, Courtney. Dominic Johnson is coming back. You're absolutely wrong. I just want to say, you guys, it, it still can happen. So I just want to <laughs> say that. But Having said all of that, Arkansas has some very talented receivers. Jaden Hazelwood, the Oklahoma transfer, he has not been hardly as much involved as I thought he would be in, in games and with that offense. So I'm excited to see uh, where he gets involved more in the passing game. Matt Landers. I mean, when, when K.J. Jefferson was starting to throw against Missouri State, Missouri State didn't have any any answer to that, right? Matt Landers was incredible uh, for the Razorbacks. I mean, a, literally a career day for him. And, and we've seen that in practice from him. That's why I was like, why, you know, why is it taking us three games in to realize y'all have some good receivers? Okay. I know Traylon Burks left, but y'all have some good guys who, who can step up and make those, uh, like you said, crunch time plays as well. Like you have guys who can do that on this team. We have seen that in the last game. I think if Arkansas is going to beat Texas A&M, it's not just going to be through through the running game. It's going to be through a balanced attack of both. I really do believe that. I think you can confuse them by going, you know, with a, a little bit. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, give the ball to Rocket Sanders. He's gonna run up the middle five, whatever. Then we're gonna throw to Matt Landers, who's open down there. Like it, it, it has to be constantly changing because Missouri State and Bobby Petrino were expecting. Arkansas to run the ball to give it to Rocket Sanders. So if you can change it up, I still think Rocket will be in play this game. I still think he's going to be a huge part uh, and they can exploit some of uh, Texas A&M's kind of, like you said, against Miami. They were giving up. They, they were letting Miami run the ball on them. I think they'll let Arkansas run the ball on them too. I just think Arkansas, the way they're going to win this game is through the offense and, and through the fact that they have such a balanced attack and KJ Jefferson can throw the ball. He's getting much more comfortable throwing the ball. They have a veteran offensive line. I mean, he feels so comfortable. You see him. He has so much time back there. He's going, all right, do, 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 do anything. He's not stressed. He has time. And so I think that's what comes with confidence, comes with three games under your belt that you can kind of have that confidence and go, I trust my offensive line. We have two options here. I can, I can run the ball or I can throw it. And that is what's so beautiful about this Arkansas offense is really why I think they can go far this year is because they can use that balanced attack. And we've only seen so far just a little smidgen of the passing game. And I think that's much more to come, uh, especially throughout the season. Yeah, I think we're going to see it really this week. I mean, I know Texas yeah. A&M is really going to, going to sell out to, to stop the run, obviously stop yeah. Rocket Sanders. And obviously I made – we've we've given 
Rocket Sanders, a crunch time player, you know, attribute on this on the show after week two against his performance in South Carolina. He really he really deserved it last week too against Missouri State. But this week, I was thinking we might get a Jaden Hazelwood or a, a Matt, Matt Landers, or a Matt Landers or even a Trey Knox maybe. This hey, week. I would love to see Trey Knox get a crunch time play. You know, he was having some issues with his ankle. I think that's why because a lot of people were like, "Where's Trey Knox?" Where's Trey Knox? I'm like, guys, it's okay. He will be back. He was dealing with a little bit of an ankle, an ankle injury, but I don't even want to say too much because that, you know, I think he was just kind of like, it was tweaked a little bit and he was just kind of want, you know, it was just kind of messing with him a little bit, but I think now he looks healthy in practice. I think we'll see much more of him as well. So I'm excited to see Trey Knox, Jaden Hazel and Matt Landers. I hope all three of those guys, you know, have big, big big time plays this week against AM because that's not only going to be great for them, it's going to help their confidence. Matt Landers, one of the biggest reasons we found out why he wasn't having such a great, you know, start to the season was because he dropped a pass at South Carolina and it killed him. It hurt him so much. He, he went into practice and Sam Pittman was like, whoa, 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 you're going to drop passes. You're, it's inevitable. You're going to drop passes. The best receivers in, in the country drop passes. Here's the thing. You're going to do it. Nobody's perfect. Only the good Lord is perfect. Nobody else. So that's the pep top he, get, he gave them. And I hope that Matt Landers really took that to heart. He obviously did against the Bears on last Saturday. I hope he takes that pep top to heart and realizes that it's okay, you know, to have mistakes. But he's, you know, he's the guy that can do it. He's the guy that that can make those big-time catches, make those big-time plays, um, and, and just an all-around athlete. Jaden Hazelwood as well, Trey Knox as well. Uh, it's going to be really exciting to see what the receivers do this Saturday. No doubt, and I thought that was I thought that was really cool from listening to Sam Pittman. Tell, oh, I love, I love tell, that one. Tell about Matt Landers last week, just the how down he was after – after he, you know, dropped what would have been a, a wide open touchdown pass against South Carolina, I thought he really had a really good week last week, expecting him to have another good week this week. So the final thing I got to ask you before we let you go is obviously we've got a we've still got you know a couple days till the game, but have you have you thought about you know who's going to win the game? And obviously Texas A and M's minus two. Uh, on the point spread this week. Yeah, I saw the point spread. I saw me, the point spread. You know, I was like, Vegas, what are you doing, my friends? What are you, doing? you know, to me, and uh, just kind of throw out my pick first. Okay. Like, personally, I think the wrong team's favored in this game. And, I, and I Arkansas, definitely think that. And I'm so not I, just saying that. And I think, you know, Arkansas – the, the official crunch time play, obviously I'll give it out later in the week when I put out the graphic, but – the official crunch time play is Arkansas for the win on this one. Not just because, I mean, if, you, if you're going to pick Arkansas plus two, you might as well take them to win the game. I mean, I, I think they're going to win the game. I think Vegas was a little crazy for for giving the, putting the odds out there and favoring Texas A&M to win this one. I was like, no offense. I mean, I think Arkansas has a really, really good chance to win this. I think the only reason why they're throwing out that odds is because Texas A&M is going to come looking for blood, really. I mean, that's the truth, right? Arkansas beat them last year, snapped a nine-game win streak in the series, and crushed their hopes of like having a great season and being national champions, right? Arkansas ruined that for them. Well, I think... Arkansas has hopes to maybe, you know, do really well in the West this year. And Texas A&M is looking to crush that, right? Give a little bit of revenge for the, for what they did last year. So 
I think Arkansas is still going to win this. No offense. I, I, you know, I, Aggies are weird. Uh, I just, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there uh, because I, I really do think Arkansas has the offense. I think when we're talking about strengths, I go back to those strengths. Texas A&M has a good defense. Arkansas is a good offense. Arkansas just has the, the better, the better of the two, the better strength. Um, and that's why I think they will ultimately win this one. I don't think it's going to be pretty, though. I do think Texas A&M is going to fight. And I, I think it will be closer than some people, you know, would like it to be here in Arkansas. But I do think it'll be a close game. But I think Arkansas has the drive to win it and the fight to win it. So that's why I'm going with Arkansas. Yeah, the reason you know the reason for me is obviously I look at last week what Miami was able to do on the ground, and to me, you know, A and M is going to going to you know sell out to, to stop the run, obviously, but yeah. Arkansas is still going to be able to run the football, and and I think they're going to do what Miami was unable to do last week, and that was finish drives in the red zone, score yeah. touchdowns, and not kick field goals. Just to me, that's why I think Arkansas is going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, you you look at it, I, I go back to the veteran offensive line. I mean, you have guys on there who have started three, four, you know, three, four years. You know, I mean, this this is really an incredible offensive line for Arkansas, and they have not gotten nearly as enough, enough credit as they should have. Rocket gives them credit every week. KJ gives them credit every week. I think we as, you know, me as the media, you know, we, we've got to give them credit as well because they do a great job at allowing Arkansas's offense to have so much success, whether it be give KJ enough time to uh, to make a big pass downfield or whether it be holding, uh, making making the tackles, holding holding off their defense to allow Rocket Sanders to find the hole and run. You know, that's really, truly, we've got to give some love to the offensive line. And I think they're just better than, than a lot of offensive lines I, I've seen out there this year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Got to say it. Got to say I'm trying not to be too much Razorback, you know, uh, excitement. But they, they truly are a great offensive line and they deserve some love. No doubt. We'll lock it in. Arkansas going to get the win on Saturday. So we'll go ahead and lock it in right now. So Courtney, thanks so much for taking the time. Obviously I know you've, you've got a lot going on planning your trip to Arlington over the weekend. So definitely appreciate you taking the time with us, but tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where, where they can find your work is obviously you do an incredible job. And oh. again, just really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. I appreciate for coming on. You can follow me. It's up here on this nice little graphic uh, that y'all made. So that's awesome. At Mims Courtney is my Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. Just type in Courtney Mims. You should be able to find us and also follow at Pig Trail Nation. Uh, if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan, you will want to follow them. Even if you're just an SEC football fan and want a deeper look at the Razorbacks and what they're doing this year. Uh, we have a lot of People that just follow us, you know, who are Florida fans, who are, um, you know, Ole Miss fans that just follow us because we put out pretty good content. So um, you can follow us there as well at Pig Trail Nation. Give them a little shout out, too. So but that's where you can follow me. So thanks for having me on, though. Oh, you're welcome. And, and thanks to everybody for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Obviously, there, there's two Crunch Time Plays you can make today while you're watching and listening. Number one is to click the like button, just the thumbs up. Both of them don't cost anything. And you click subscribe on YouTube. Crunch time play. Those are the only two crunch time plays we ask you to make uh, every every show. So we really appreciate everybody out there doing that, and we'll look forward to talking with you again next week, Courtney. Whenever we can get you back on again, yeah. uh, we yeah, certainly appreciate uh, certainly appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome, and thank you so much for listening. Obviously, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your way out, and enjoy the game, everybody. 
thanks for tuning in to Crunch Time Plays with your host, Bennett Ganey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow at Plays Crunch on Twitter and Instagram.